Christians have traditionally supported the idea of the Holy Trinity, the idea that God exists as three persons, Father, Son, and Spirit. But what does that really mean? Join with us as we discuss, what is the Trinity? Hi, Paul Shepard here. Welcome to the podcast. You know, some people think that having faith means believing a bunch of things that you know are impossible. But here at Rational Christianity, we take a rational approach to understanding the Christian faith. We combine history, science, the Bible, common sense, and an understanding of human nature to make Christianity make sense. Everyone is welcome here. The Trinity is one feature of Christianity that makes it unique as a religion. Many religions affirm God in some form, but only Christianity explicitly names God as three persons. Those three persons traditionally are named as God the Father, the Son, meaning Jesus, and the Spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit. On the surface, the Trinity sounds, let's be honest, absurd. I mean, how can Jesus be both human and God at the same time? Was Jesus a human being like we are? If Jesus was God, he cannot have been human in the same way that you and I are human. On paper, the Trinity is a bit like saying three equals one. Any questions? So, how might we understand the Trinity? I remember taking my first theological class at seminary, and the subject of the Trinity came up, of course. And the professor asked students, before he said anything, he asked for our own ideas of how we understood the Trinity. And we were all first-year students, but of course we'd been in the church for a long time, and we'd certainly thought about different ways to understand the Trinity. Some fairly typical ideas emerged. For example, the idea that God is three persons in the same way that I am three persons. I mean, I am a father, a son, and a husband. As students share their great insights, the professor dutifully took each idea and wrote a very brief summary of the position on the blackboard at the front of the class. Then when we had finished impressing the professor with our vast knowledge and great insights, we had a list of perhaps six or seven different ways to understand the Trinity written on the board. And then the professor did something I found very powerful. He pointed to each one of our statements in turn on the board and named the particular heresy that each statement represented. He did that to every single one of our statements. Not one of us had explained the Trinity in a way that had not been condemned as a heresy by the early church. The word heresy means something that contradicts the teachings of the church. And my entire class was guilty of heresy. I remember thinking it's kind of interesting that we're all heretics, but at least we're all classic heretics. The Trinity seems very complicated. But is God really that complicated? Or is it just that humans create images of God that are complicated? In the words of the Islamic theologian Abdul Hakim Murad, quote, One of the virtues of the Semitic type of consciousness is a conviction that ultimate reality must be ultimately simple and that the Nicene talk of a deity with three persons, one of whom has two natures, but who are all somehow reducible to authentic unity, quite apart from being rationally dubious, seems intuitively wrong. God, the final ground of all being, surely does not need to be so complicated. End quote. Before we even try to understand the Trinity, perhaps it's helpful just to have a little bit of history to see where these things come from. In the year 313, Constantine played a significant role in the proclamation called the Edict of Milan. And that edict declared, among other things, tolerance for Christianity in the Roman Empire. 
because prior to the year 313, Christians were largely persecuted. So, let us put our minds back to those days, and imagine that you belong to an early church, and that your group is persecuted, so of course your meetings are held in secret. And if you were walking down the street, and a stranger approached you and asked you about your church, you would probably be suspicious that perhaps they wanted to infiltrate your church in order to bring in soldiers and destroy your group. So Christians were naturally wary of strangers. So before you invited a stranger into your church, you would want to have some assurance that they in fact were Christian. But how do you tell if a person is Christian? How would you have known back in 313 if a person was Christian? Well, that was the whole purpose of creeds, which are statements of belief. Because if a person would confess belief in a creed, and in particular in the Trinity, then maybe they were legit. The Trinity was formalized in part to help separate Christians from non-Christians in the Roman Empire. Now let us bring our minds back to the present. Christians in North America are not persecuted. The Trinity was never intended to separate Christians from other Christians. It was only designed to separate Christians from non-Christians. Which means we do not actually have to all agree on exactly what the Trinity means. It's okay that the Trinity contains with it a tension that we cannot resolve, because perhaps that tension in the Trinity serves a different purpose today. So what should we do with this tension inherent within the Trinity, and how should we understand the Trinity today? Well, if you want, I will share my own idea of the best way to understand the Trinity, because I believe that the easiest, but also the best, and the most historical, and the most orthodox way to understand the Trinity is to not try to understand it at all. To not try to make sense of it logically, because the Trinity was never intended as a logical assertion. This podcast is about a rational take on Christianity, and the most rational thing you can do with the Trinity is to not take it rationally. But that doesn't mean we have to throw it away. Because instead of trying to understand the Trinity, consider this, that the Trinity offers three lenses, let's say, on how we might experience God in our midst. One lens is God as Father, Creator, a person who is out there somewhere. This is a powerful lens for many people. I know many people who find a lot of meaning in the image of God as Creator, as a person who makes life make sense, God as that person who gives life meaning. One lens is God as human being. In Jesus, yes, but in all of us as children of God. That human lens connects us to daily life, to sweat, toil, love, even to death. That is the lens that says it's important to reach out and help others. And one lens is God as spirit, enveloping us, surrounding us, supporting us, sustaining us. The spirit that some describe as the peace of God which passes all understanding. The good news of the Trinity is this. We do not need to argue about how these three lenses of God work together. Instead, we can simply realize each of us resonates in our own ways with these different lenses. Some of us, to be honest, resonate only with one lens. Some of us resonate with two or all three lenses. And that is all okay. We do not have to agree. The important thing is to come to a deeper sense of how you experience God in your midst and then find ways that support you as you do that. The Trinity offers different lenses to experience God. 
We are all partners on the journey of life together. We do not have to agree with each other on issues of spirituality. We only need to love each other and to appreciate each other for the unique gift that each of us brings to the table, and that includes our different senses of spirituality. The Trinity says we are all in this together, and perhaps that is enough. Perhaps God does not have to be complicated after all. Amen. Hi again, and thanks for joining in today. I'm Rev. Dr. Paul Shepherd, a minister with the United Church of Canada, currently serving at Sydenham Heritage United Church in Brantford, Ontario. I'm also an environmental scientist with a PhD in physics. I'm passionate about making Christianity make sense. Please subscribe to the channel and feel free to visit the church, either in person or online. You might also enjoy my book, Evolving Christianity, which is about taking a scientific, rational approach to Christianity in order to fight racism and other social diseases. I hope you have a great day, and we'll see you next time.